Hi, it's Wednesday again, and with it, a new episode of Humans of SDU, still recorded online. Our today's guest is Mohammed, a master's degree student of Middle East Studies at SDU who comes from Germany. We'll be asking him why he decided to go into politics and what it was like to work at the Red Cross during the refugee crisis. Your hosts today will be me, Mishka, and Martin. So welcome, Mo. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, online, unfortunately, still online. Yeah, hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. So we we took a quick look at your Facebook profile, as the stalkers we are, <laughs> uh, and, and we saw that you're quite involved in politics, which is it's, which is quite unusual for, for such a young person. So how, how did it come to be? <laughs> um, long story, um, I actually... Um, my parents came from Pakistan as refugees because uh, they belonged to a religious minority and uh, especially in the 70s and 80s, orthodox um, groups tried to uh, persecute or still even persecuting people who don't belong to the orthodox uh, groups who are being minorities. And uh, my parents came to Germany in the 80s and I was born into a refugee camp. You know, when, when when you come to, to the kindergarten, then um, I just saw that uh, my life is a bit diff- different than, than the life of other children. And they are talking a different language to their parents. And I'm talking a different language to my parents. And um, so throughout uh, the little, then the upgrowing or growing up, um, I realized this kind of, contradictions in life were quite a lot like uh, when other children ask you if they can borrow your skin color pencil and uh, you just realize that it's not your skin color but the skin color of others and and then later um, you know people ask you still asking me uh, in Germany uh, like where are you from and you 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 talk with them in fluent German and and um, it's like this question has has a notion like uh, for you i don't belong here and uh it it felt it, it felt like very awkward and and uh, especially during high school um when we have this strong notion to change the world you know i i started to join a political party um and uh, tried to um yeah, I, I wanted to change politics. I wanted to 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 contribute to this integration debate uh, by saying, "Guys, cool down. Um, look at the young next generation. They are all pretty well integrated." And and um, yeah, and <laughs> that's actually how how my life became political, um, just by being born in, in, in into such context. And so, which party did you join, or what was the? What was the program? Um, it was actually the Social Democratic Party here, uh, which was at that time quite big. <laughs> and um, I actually um, wanted to 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 engage in processes, you know, to 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 um, design or influence the policymakers. Um, and I talked to to, to politicians, um, uh, but I I I I realized that there are people who support you. And there are people who who really try to boycott you, um, even on on the micro level. 
and um, I I just understood that it's in politics it's about majorities and uh, if it's not about majority then you have to become something an expert or be in the position to change things to influence people and that that was actually um, quite intense time quite interesting but then I even left the party because uh, I mean I, I I found other ways to 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 contribute to this um, integration dilemma. What ways do you mean? On the one hand, um, as I said, my life was always like highly political, and uh, you know, living in 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 in, in two cultures, you can say that um, you always try to even answer questions for yourself and these quant these kind of questions I, I was looking answer to just grow in numbers the the older I'm getting and, and still I, I, I did not found some answers to, to some questions. But um I, I decided to um study um because after high school you have to I, I mean I had to choose a subject and somehow I I I um I realized that even in politics you have to become an expert and so on you know uh, so I I decided to study Islamic and Middle East studies here in Hamburg um, at the University of Hamburg and through becoming an expert to answer your question and did it help at least um, it helped me to figure out my my way until now <laughs> um, um, actually. Um, I got some answers, and um, but I got more questions. Um, the more you study, the more you learn things. Um, and uh, a, 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 a good part of, of my studies was that, um, like learning Arabic and learning um, the history of the Arab countries, um, it, it was mandatory for us to go to an Arab country to um, learn the language, to study there, and like to spend the time because it makes it, it 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 just makes more sense if you study a thing, but then also live there and get a bit more experience. And uh, <clears throat> I, I I realized that um, it's it's not just these two countries I feel trapped in between. Like it's not just the the culture of my parents, and it's not just the German culture. So third culture just came in, um, not just by studying, but also by, by, by living in. And where did you live? In, in Jordan, in Amman, um, quite uh, a lovely country. And at that time, I just realized that other people who are um, living really in, in bad situations and under bad political conditions, they, um, <clears throat> they found a strategy or tactic to, to survive and um, it, it was actually comedy, and I, 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 I uh, realized that especially living in between of two cultures, you see a lot of things um, which seem sometimes really funny, but just to you, not to the others, because for the others, it, it, it makes sense. There is a logic in behaving in, in such a way because it's normal, you know, like it's, it's what the cultural uh, rules or whatever. Um, are and 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 when when you are in between of two cultures, you things you, you see things um, on both sides, and some things uh, start to make no sense to you. And uh, I, I I I mean, and then especially as I as I told you, I, being in politics, um, I just realized that that in this dimension things are 
way much funnier than 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 we see them through television because you see that they, they 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 really discuss um, serious issues and and they give serious statements. But when it comes to to the local area where you live and you meet these these politicians tied up, suited up, yeah. Personally, you 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 see that they they also behave in a, in in a sometimes awkward way, and. Um, I just saw that 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 people in in the Arabic countries they um, they survive through comedy, um, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I I mean it became a, quite a big thing in my life. Um, so that that was your focus then, comedy uh, in Islam. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, when when I returned back to 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 Hamburg after being a year in, in Jordan, I had to choose a topic to write my bachelor thesis about. And um, I was like, okay, my life is full of comedy. I want to give this topic a, a, a bigger meaning. I want to do something with that, but I'm also studying Islam. And I don't want it to actually be the stereotype, you know, studying Islam, studying Middle East and writing about the Israel-Palestine conflict or writing about terrorism. Like, it's it's a stereotype. So uh, I, I, I somehow tried to... to um, yeah, write about Islam and comedy and, and found that uh, there is a very, very long history of uh, uh, theologians, like religious people, um, collecting jokes, um, writing jokes, um, even making uh, fun about religion and, and, and uh, God or whatever. And um, actually, th th there is a joke I want to tell you. Uh, <laughs> I researched... Uh, it's 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 a very old, eight hundred years old joke. It, it goes like this: um, There is this guy who was was very famous at his time, and people um, wanted to be mocked by him. Um, it, it it was en vogue. It it was uh, cool if if he made joke about you, <laughs> and um, that like people started to write about this guy who was a historical figure actually, who existed, and. Uh, I mean, we had to include in our bachelor thesis some part of Arabic sources, and and I thought, yeah, I mean, uh, why should I translate a news newspaper article, or why should I translate some old religious book? Uh, I will go with some some jokes, uh, which will be easy, but um, actually, it wasn't that easy, uh, and especially old Arabic is like if you want to open a, a safe. There, there, there are a lot of combinations uh, you have to try or you, you at least uh, try. And Arabic words have more than two or three meanings. Um, oh, wow. So I was sitting in the library. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was sitting in the library with, with a very, very big dictionary and trying to find the, the, the meaning of this joke. And, uh, you know, the environment was like everyone is quiet, everyone uh, is studying, um, focusing on things. And I was like, after one hour or two, I got I, I, I got the meaning, you know, I, 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 I had a translation and I started to laugh very loudly. And, and people <laughs> around me was like, what's going on? What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> you know? But uh, the joke goes like um, Abu Al-Aina, which is the, the, the historical figure. The Joker at his time, um, he had a one night stand with a dancer, and uh, and on the next morning uh, she woke up and said, uh, "Abu Al Aina, give me some jewelry or some rings so I can remember you forever." And he said, "Okay, you want to be remembered forever?" Then he kicked her out. 
um, yeah. Um, yeah well, and she's remembered we are talking about her right now. So. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's true. Serve this purpose, yes. <laughs> no, I just wanted to follow up on what you were talking about, that you wanted to escape the, uh, the stereotype about writing about uh, terrorism or either Palestine-Israel conflict. But right now you are again writing about uh, something in your master thesis. Yeah. <laughs> it happened to be terrorism this time. So how yeah. come? Is, is there no way to escape this? Or why um, did you go from comedy to this topic? <laughs> actually, um, good question. Um, um, actually, uh, studying Middle East studies and, and learning a lot of new things about economy, about politics, about uh, things I never heard before or even I heard before but I did not know much um, seems more attractive because uh, the whole Middle East, as we know, is quite upset. Uh, there is a lot of chaos. There are a lot of problems. And actually what was very interesting was that I mean, some scholars have developed really good explanations to the economic dilemma, to um, the political dilemma. <clears throat> and I wanted to, to, like, to pick up these things because it somehow had a connection to, to the feeling um, that the integration debate in Europe is totally wrong or going into a wrong direction. And, uh, uh, but I had this, this course on seductions to terrorism uh where um we talked about actually motivations of uh, uh young muslims in europe who migrated to syria to fight for um the is for a terror organization which is really brutal and um all the explanations i heard before like the political environment and and the conditions people live in the economic environments push people towards terrorism um because they want to escape these these dilemmas, they want to escape these um, conditions, so they fight for actually freedom, at least from their perspective, or at least what justifies violence. And then uh, I learned that that these kind of things don't really matter in the recent uh, his research history. That 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 people have uh, discovered that, uh, especially Europeans, there were five thousand Europeans from Denmark. Uh, Finland, Germany, and so on, who migrated to Syria, but the political condition here are good. They have uh, free healthcare systems. They have, uh, uh, they are living in generous welfare states. So it made no sense why these people left Europe to fight uh, or become violent. So what was it then? Actually, um, that is what attracted me to write about it: is that uh, psychology plays a bigger role. That people um, really want to give their life a higher meaning. Um, and some people also are looking for adventures. And that is very interesting because um, I never heard that before, that people just go to Syria and fight and, 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 and kill people because they are looking for an adventure in their life. And that is what, 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 what was so interesting, uh, why I actually said, okay, I, I, I want to write more about it. I want because it was a personal interest. So somehow in, in, in this way, I, I, I took a turn from my very linear life where everything makes sense and everything is connected to my, to my uh, background. But sometimes we have to do <laughs> Yeah, sure thing. And uh, 
as we as Mishka was talking about stalking you on Facebook, then again I reminded myself about one particular event when you attended uh, the celebration of the German president's birthday. The 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 birthday of the German constitution. Yeah. Of the German constitution. Oh, okay. Well, that was. A... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, that that was quite quite interesting because. Um, I mean, you 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 never think that the president will invite you um, yeah, to exactly. the presidential how, palace. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, how does one get how does one get invited into such a celebration with president and all? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's quite interesting because um, after uh, like somehow I was in this kind of political uh, environment and uh, I organized a lot of uh, functions and events where I tried to um, invite people like politicians, but also professors and so on, to discuss things many times um, in Hamburg. But also, the more I grow up, um, the more I, I, I got knowledge, I, I, I became more active in in, uh, in civil society, in, in different kind of projects, um, telling people that, um, uh, uh, transferring knowledge. And... Somehow in 2015, uh, after I finished my bachelor studies, um, the refugee crisis happened in Europe, where nearly one million refugees uh, were taken in by Germany. And uh, Hamburg has, I think, accommodated uh, 60 to 70,000 refugees. And uh, like at the same time, I, I completed my studies and... Um, some politician asked me, like, what are you doing now? We need you. Um, can you work for the government helping to integrate these people? Because it's it's a big issue for you. It's, it's a topic uh, you, you, you always talk. Now it's it's the time to contribute. Um, and um, because my parents always pushed me to um, study, study, study um, and go higher. Uh, I, I I did not get any 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 job experiences or uh, uh, vocational training, so I decided at that moment, yeah, I need some work experiences, and uh, I somehow ended up at the German Red Cross, uh, becoming becoming uh, a social worker um, at that time, and uh, I mean I I integrate I help people to integrate um, and still um, when uh, I'm walking in Hamburg uh, I meet a lot of my clients they say oh how are you Mohammed and I say uh, wait who are you like you know <laughs> there were, were nearly I had uh, throughout the time of three years I had uh, nearly 4,000 clients wow that's amazing and from from really uh, little children up to really old people and I have this, this uh, that, that there is this incident which is still like I had very nice moments and very beautiful moments and also very sad moments. But this, this is still in my mind um, and I'm thinking about it a lot. Um, you know, there was this, this um, uh, woman traveling alone arrived in our camp uh, and uh, she got one of my clients and she was pregnant. And uh, I had to, through like, uh, you know, being a young man, don't know anything about 
things like pregnancy and so on. And then yeah, you, you, you have to give advice and you have to organize the life of a pregnant woman. It was very interesting. Um, so, so I learned a lot of things during this time, which are very, very important for my life, at least. Um, so getting your appointments uh, with doctors, organizing money for the children and so on. And then one day I was sitting in my office, had, had a meeting with other clients and uh, the door just went open and she came in and uh, I said, listen, I'm, I'm in a meeting can you wait outside? And she was like, no, uh, I, I gave birth to my ch my child. I just returned from the hospital and I want you to be the first person to hold it. And uh, I mean, it, it, it has so, so many like nice moments and, and um, it really pushed me to, to, to work hard and more for, for these people. And um, I somehow over time, um, you know, the needs changed of these people and uh, coming myself from such a similar environment, knowing the needs and knowing what, 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 what people feel also helped me to, to even adjust the work over time. And um, I remember in one of the first days, uh, I mean, we were working uh, normally a working day in Germany is eight hours and we worked for, I think 11 or 12 at that I mean, it was average that we worked more than we had to. And we were working, it was nearly uh, evening. And, and uh, like me and my, my co-workers, we said, let's go home. And at that moment, a bus full of refugees returned to our camp. And uh, we decided, like, what shall we do? Shall, shall we go home or shall we stay and, and, and help them to, to arrive? And we did. I actually uh, we said, no, it's our duty to stay. And... Uh, at that time, it's very interesting because it was end of 2015, cold days, and uh, the, the, the kitchen, we had a kitchen in the camp, was closed. So we organized Snickers or chocolate bars, a bottle of water and blankets. And uh, these people were really happy at that time to get chocolate bars, water and, and a blanket or a place to sleep. And uh, I saw that over time the needs changed and I, 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 I knocked on the door of, of uh, some politicians here in Hamburg and I said, yeah, we have to organize more things about democracy because these people have a lot of questions. They are living under, under, under different um, situations and even they want to know what are my rights, where I'm, I am going and so on. And uh, somehow they said, yeah, it makes sense. And, and uh, they developed the idea to organize democracy seminars in Hamburg. And I mean, it fired back. They called me and said, yeah, do you want to organize the democracy seminars in Hamburg for all refugees? And I was like um, a bit naive, but I said yes. Um, and <laughs> I kept my, my still my job at, at the Red Cross and uh, did this work extra. So I had a full-time job plus a half-time job. Wow. And uh, I organized democracy seminars and um, actually for two years. And uh, somehow when I was in Denmark, I got an invitation uh, to the German president's palace, um, inviting me to join uh, a dinner um, celebrating 70-year German, the German constitution. Um, and that is how it happened. Well, by the sound of what you just told us, that was definitely well-deserved. Uh, you, you've done amazing. Thank you. But tell us, like, as peasants <laughs> who haven't been invited <laughs> to these official celebrations, uh, how, does it, how does it look at these events? How do, you, how do you behave at these events? 
I mean, I mean, um, I I think every person behaved differently. Um, but for me, it was like you know, you you arrive at the presidential palace and and uh, um, being a son of of Pakistani refugees um, who was born into a refugee camp, who grow up uh, in a very weird uh, environment, struggling through his life uh, and seeing contradictions and trying to solve these contradictions. Like it it it, it sounds like. Um, really mis- microscopic um from 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 observing observing it from above or from the micro perspective because i'm not alone there are thousand people experience the same difficulties uh but then being there in berlin and and uh, walking up you know that the presidential palace has uh, five steps in the front or i think six where the president stands and and and, and shake hands with big presidents like important people or President Obama, King uh, Abdullah or or Queen Elizabeth, when they come to Germany, they always walk these five steps up. Um, And, you know, and then this time it was me, like like this very small, unimportant guy who was walking up the same steps. So... uh, somehow it re- it really um it really let let you feel like oh amazing but uh i have to say that i'm quite happy that we have uh, quite um quite nice and but but also common sense oriented politicians here in, in germany and the president is quite able to to i mean help you to ground back you know to stand to come down to the grand uh, ground because um he he behave like like a good friend. There is no like kiss my hand or bow down or um, whatever like 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 a casual dinner or something. With your with your friends just shoot up. Yeah, exactly. Like like uh, he 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 really let you feel like you are welcomed, and that is what I was always fighting for in my life. That I wanted to feel a part of this country, of this culture, and. Uh, um, then you know i mean it's 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 quite a nice um feeling when the president of the country you you really want to fit in welcomes you as a friend not asking you where are you actually from yeah <laughs> actually he did um but 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 he he did but but i said from from hamburg and he was uh, he, he he was happy with that question, and that is what I was fighting for. That that when you say I'm from Hamburg, people say, "Okay, you are the reality of this country." Actually, yeah. That so in in, in this way, I feel um, I feel like like my 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 work uh, somehow, you know, was right what I did. Almost well, we are reaching uh, the time, even though it's, we could still continue. I guess when uh, we would need to. Uh, end our conversation but before we do so you live a life full of contradiction as you say and uh, i would say some struggles and difficulties do you have some life hack that helps you go through all that that you could share with us and with all the people that listen to us oh my god <laughs> I, I, I i i think like that that there is no um formula um and I think we have to accept people as they are, and and we have to trust. Um, we have to see the good things in people. And I mean, right now during Corona, you see that um, people really um, try the best to. Um, I mean, they we we all have a sense somehow to survive, and uh, people when they understand 
situation when they understand things they 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 try their best and i think that is what what we all can do uh to appeal on the best or to the best of every people so i think we people as long we 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 don't face hard conditions or difficult situations uh, politically and we 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 can survive in a quite peaceful environment and uh, make our lives thank you again it was a pleasure talking to you thank you very much thank you for having me great work keep it up thank you very Thanks. much that's all for today thank you for listening if you enjoyed the episode check out our instagram and facebook to learn more about the podcast and listen to other episodes as well Mohammed has helped a lot of people but so does Linda who works at the senior home so check out her story have a great weekend see you next Wednesday